Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Tim McMaster here, along with Adam McAlvey, our MLB.com Brewers reporter. Last podcast of the offseason opening day, just eight days away as we record this podcast. All 30 Major League Baseball teams opening things up on March 29th together. Adam, we're going to talk some big picture storylines uh, through the spring and then looking ahead to 2018 in the regular season. But uh, we got to start with some lighthearted stuff because uh, Brewers camp has been fun over the last week. I first want to start with the Sandlot recreation that went viral a little bit. Um, a great job by, I guess, the multimedia department within the Brewers of, of putting together this video. It's the 25th anniversary of one of the all-time great sports movies, The Sandlot. And they recreated one of the famous scenes. How did this all come together? I know you talked to the, um, I guess, the person behind it all. Yeah, Caitlin Moyer is the Brewers' director of new media. She's their, basically their social media guru. With her idea, um, they basically Google searched anniversaries uh, at the end of last year for 2018. And this was one of the things that seemed obvious to them. And then she set about collecting costumes, writing a script, which basically just entailed changing guys' names. Uh, kind of storyboarding the thing. And then what, what made it work was the Brewers expanded their production team this year, a video production team. And I guess this was the first very noticeable example of what they're going to be able to do. And it was, I mean, they looked like they'll have some pretty cool stuff in store. And then the players bought in. So they had an easy guy in Brett Phillips to get it started. Um, when Phillips was in, Stephen Vogt was a couple lockers away. Um, he bought in. Christian Yelich was there in the middle and sort of got pulled in. It was brand new in Brewers camp at the time. And then they kind of brainstormed the rest of the cast. The casting is incredible for this. I did some side-by-sides on Twitter of the actors in the movie and then the, the Brewers guys. And it's, I mean, 2% of me thinks they traded for Christian Yelich just to play uh, <laughs> that character in the Sandlot. I don't, I don't think that's what happened, but, man, it worked out well. Yeah, that so guard was perfect as well with the glasses, yep. obviously. I mean, it's great. If, uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's easy to find. Uh, just Google it, basically. Brewers reenact or, or anything you want to Google out uh, with the Sandlot and the Brewers. It'll pop up. And, and your side-by-sides on Twitter were great as well. So that was fun. And then you mentioned Brett Phillips. Obviously, this is a guy with a ton of personality um, that 
probably looked like he was going to be a bigger part of this team in 2018 before the additions of, of the outfield talent that they made. Uh, he still has a bright future, but it's been a rough spring. And I'm going to read the quote that he gave you, Adam, uh, and then we can talk about just him and what it is. But this was the quote. You talked to him about his struggles. He said, just imagine me as a squirrel. And in the fall, he gathers up all his nuts and stores them away. I worked hard in the fall to gather up all my nuts, and here comes the spring. And next thing you know, I forgot where I hid them. My hits, my nuts, so I'm just trying to undig them. It's looking like they're probably behind the dugout in Colorado Springs or in the clubhouse. I don't remember being there in the offseason to bury them, but I think that's where they're probably going to be at, which is fine. I'm going to go get them. I'll gather my nuts, and I'll be eating again. That's pretty good stuff. Obviously, it's been a real struggle of a spring, but this is a guy that's going to eventually hit and, and hopefully shortly after his regular season gets going. Yeah, and the punchline there is that Colorado Springs is home of the Brewers' AAA club. So that's where he's, you know, he, yeah. he knows he's, that's probably going to be his assignment to open the season. Um, it was hilarious. It was, you know, you go to a guy, he's struggling. It's just spring training. You don't want to go up to him and make a bigger deal of it than it is. I did not expect this to be uh, where he took us, but it, but here we are with Brett Phillips. You never quite know. And then, look, what did he do? He went out that day. He got a pinch hit at bat uh, against the Rockies, and he hit a homer. So uh, a squirrel found a nut on that day. And there's going to be more hits for him. And, look, in, in all seriousness, he's a guy who's going to help them this year. He's going to play. They're not going to get through a year with just four outfielders. And Brett Phillips and probably Keon Broxson are going to be the first two call-ups um, if they have a need. So that, that's sort of, it, it, it's got to be encouraging for David Stearns to see a guy kind of have a sense of humor about a tough spring and, and an understanding that he's going to get his opportunity to play. It's just a matter of waiting it out and just get himself in a good position to perform when it matters. We'll see. He'll be a guy I'll be keeping an eye on on box scores, see if he finds any more of those nuts down there at Colorado Springs. It's a good fit, place to find them. Um, really good place to hit. So I'm betting that he's going to be just fine once the regular season starts. Yeah, absolutely. On the pitching side of things, uh, Wade Miley's in an interesting situation. I guess there's a deadline looming here as we record this on Wednesday. The team's going to have to make a decision, right? They're going to be He's going to be able to ask for his release if they decide not to keep him. What is the exact timing of that? Well, it's Thursday, so we're talking Wednesday. And as I'm as we're talking, he's pitching in the first inning against the A's, so it's kind of his last showing before this decision date. It's just basically the team has to tell him by Thursday whether he's on the team. If he doesn't get that assurance, he can ask for his release. Then the team has 48 hours to either release him or change its mind and, and add him to the team. So really it's by Saturday where we'll have a little bit of idea on Wade Miley. I'm guessing he's in. Perhaps the performance in the next 30 minutes or so as we're talking will change that. But he had a really, really good spring until his last outing against the Reds was not good at all. And it, it, in the interest of preserving maximum depth, I'm guessing uh, they hang on to him. They have some other candidates uh, for those spots. I think Brent Suter is probably uh, going to get starts for the Brewers. They have Brandon Woodruff, a prospect, who has options. They have Junior Guerra, last year's opening day starter, who had a, sort of an injury and just struggle-plagued season last year. He's now fighting for a job, but he also has an option left. He's one of those guys with one of those magical fourth options. And, you know, looking at it and, and knowing how important depth is to this particular management team, 
And look, I think all around the game, I'm guessing Miley makes it just in the interest of depth. Uh, the one stat that stood out to me all spring, and David Stearns mentioned this to the players in the first full squad meeting, was last year and the year before, they used 50 guys in each season. So that 25-man opening roster is a big deal. Everybody wants to be on the foul line. But, you know, that's not the team. That, that's not the, the club that's going to – play 162 games it's a lot bigger group than that and i think what most clubs try to do is just keep as many players who they think they can contribute and sometimes that means uh giving a guy like wade miley a shot and stashing some of your depth uh, uh when that means guys who have minor league options yeah definitely thinking big picture especially when you're in the brewer situation you plan on contending in 2018 all right some big picture kind of ideas looking back at the spring ahead to the season uh what turned out to be the biggest storyline of this spring for the brewers you know it was probably ryan braun trying out first base you're talking about a former mvp uh, the longest tenured guy in the organization by far um he has history on the infield on the left side of the infield it didn't go very well at third base but the issue was throwing and not necessarily fielding the ball so they thought he would be able to take to first base um, he's played there pretty much this spring, and, and he's looked okay. His comments were interesting. He doesn't necessarily feel that comfortable over there. Probably just going to take time uh, for that to, to change. Um, but it sounds like they are committed to playing him over there. How much? We don't really know. You know, is it maybe 50 games? Um, maybe less than that? It, it's sort of unclear. But that's been a big storyline this spring just because of the newness of it all. All right, next question is, what was the biggest position battle and who's winning it? Well, it's probably that rotation just because of how important starting pitching is to every team and how important it was to the Brewers last year. They were, I think, kind of sneakily fifth in the National League in pitching last year, I think 10th in Major League Baseball in ERA. And it was, you know, interesting for a team that plays at Miller Park and when they were good in you know the 08 and 11 seasons with Prince Fielder and Ryan Braun and that crew, it was really an offensive-driven team. Last year it was really a pitching-driven team, and I, I don't know that that was a, a storyline that was known much outside of Miller Park. Um, so it's really important for them with Jimmy Nelson hurt, um, still not entirely clear when he will be back. Uh, he was just 10 minutes ago playing catch-out on a backfield here. He's still in that flat ground progression. I'm um, going to get off a mound uh, sometime in April, but then a long road to get back into pitching in a game. So, you know, how they fill out those final spots in the rotation is important. And, you know, if we're talking about a leader, I, I think I mentioned him already, I would say Suter and Miley, the lefties. Um, Miley's a guy, a former all-star. He's got a track record. He led the world in walks last year and is really aiming to cut that down and, and did a pretty good job of it in most of his spring starts. And Brent Suter is just this fascinating guy, the Harvard guy, really smart, throws 85 and, and just gets a bunch of outs. Can he do that over the course of a major league season? Can he get by with that stuff? Um, so far he's done it, and we'll see how he performs this season. And I think that's a, a really important question for this team. This team traded away some prospects, but obviously has a great system still. What prospects stood out the most to you this spring? Easy. Keston Hira. Uh, their first-round pick last year, did not play the field in his little stint in professional baseball last fall because he had this elbow injury. They thought he might need Tommy John surgery. He didn't, and that ended up being a very good thing because he was able to come into big league camp and, I mean, hold his own is putting it mildly. He was a really, really good offensive player, 
uses the whole field, uh, hit better than 400, stayed way deeper in big league camp than I think anyone expected for a first-year uh, pro guy, and uh, you know really made an impression on Craig Council with how he handled himself at second base, which was kind of important. So, look, he's still a ways away. I don't want to overstate. Um, you know, I don't think we see him at Miller Park this year, but he plays a position in the system, second base, that all the way to the top at the big league level is kind of there for the taking. And he looks like a guy, his advanced approach will allow him to move quickly. So, you know, maybe high A to start the year, maybe double A by the end. You know, maybe next year then you're talking about touching triple A at some point in the season. And once you get to that level, really, once you get to double A, you're, you're an option for the big league club. So he looks like a guy who's going to move fast. And his kind of first impression in this big league camp was A+. plus. Yeah, he was like a top five talent guy in the draft. Um, a lot of people thought he might slip way in the deep into the first round because of that injury, but the Brewers had faith, took him at number nine, and it looks to be paying off for sure. Uh, he's going to be a good one, can definitely hit. One more question for you, Adam. Uh, if the Brewers are going to do what they want to do this year, and that is get back to the postseason, uh, what's the biggest key that has to go right? Yeah, I think it's going to be the pitching, and maybe that's a generic answer because that's true of every team, but I think when you look at a lineup that is Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain, Ryan Braun, Travis Shaw coming off 31 homers, Domingo Santana, 30 homers, Eric Thames, 31, um, they look like a team that's going to hit, and they look with Cain and Yelich like a team that's going to strike out a little bit less and, and be a little more balanced, um, be a little less roller coastery than they were last year. The pitching, though, is interesting. I think everybody expected the Brewers to pick up another pitcher after they got Kane and Yelich, um, and they didn't. They're going with the guys they've got, and, and that means no Jimmy Nelson to start the year. It means Chase Anderson starting opening day. To a lot of people, they look thin, and the Brewers don't feel like they're thin. They feel like they have kind of strengthened numbers. If they don't have that top, top guy leading the rotation, they feel like they've got, you know, seven, eight, nine plus that they are comfortable with giving starts this season, and they are going to attempt, it appears, cover all of these starts, all these innings you need from your starters with sort of a multitude of players. Um, it's kind of an interesting strategy. It goes against uh, the conventional thinking of the final, uh, say, six weeks or so of the offseason and what expectations were of the Brewers might do. So we'll see if they're successful at it. Great stuff, Adam. Enjoy the last week of spring training and the kickoff to the regular season. Yeah, I can't believe we're here already. We're ready to roll. All right, this has been MOB.com Extras, our Brewers edition. For Adam, I'm Tim McMaster. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 